Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Aren't You a Little Short for a Podcast. I'm Eric, and I'm going to do something a little bit different this episode. I normally have these episodes scripted out in advance. And this particular topic, I'm having a really hard time writing up a script for. And I want to talk today about about the division, the rift in the Star Wars fan community as a result of The Last Jedi, or prior to that as a result of The Force Awakens, or prior to that as a result of any of the prequel movies. You see, this isn't a new phenomenon. This is something that we go through over and over again, and a lot of people, they forget that this is the same cycle repeating again and again. And then the few people that realize that this is repeating over and over again, they find themselves sitting there and wondering why. And I talked about this years ago, back when The Phantom Menace came out. And I've made jokes before about PMS, Phantom Menace Syndrome, where the movie was so hyped that it was impossible to meet the expectations that fans had. And I don't necessarily believe that they overhyped The Last Jedi. I think it had the proper amount of marketing. There's not a significant difference in the marketing for this film than a lot of other tentpole films. But we have to look at expectations. Why are expectations so important? Why is it that we need to match what we see on screen with what we think about what we're going to see on screen before we go in? And there's a reason. It's the success equation. Success equals performance minus expectations. Think about that at work, at your job. You have your performance, how well you do your tasks, and you have the expectations of your boss, your customers, whether they be internal customers or external customers. And if your performance exceeds the expectations, then you have a certain amount of success. The degree to which your performance exceeds the expectations is also the degree of success you have. But if your performance is less than the expectations, then you have a, a negative amount of success. And likewise, the degree to which your performance is lower than the expectations is the degree to which you have a lack of success or a failure. So success equals performance minus expectations. When you take the expectations away from the performance, whatever left over, that's the success. So that counts for Star Wars too. People go into the Star Wars movies with expectations. And I mean everybody, whether it's someone who's never seen Star Wars before, they have expectations, they might be faulty expectations, or whether it's the casual fan or whether it's the diehard fan. In fact, for the diehard fans, they have more specific expectations. So I've seen a lot of analysis on the internet about the, the categories of Star Wars fandom. And well, the people who hated the prequels are more likely to enjoy uh, The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi, or the people who loved the prequels are more likely to love these. Or if you liked A New Hope but hated uh, Empire Strikes Back, or if you only liked the movies and not the extracurricular stuff. Like it, people have been 
really jumping into the analysis and trying to find a correlation. And I don't believe that there is a specific correlation. I don't think there's any correlation between someone's opinion of The Last Jedi and in what category of Star Wars fandom they fall. I think it's just an issue of three things. A, what people wanted from the movie. B, to what extent they wanted those things. And then finally, C, whether those things were delivered to them. And that would be performance. C would be performance, whether the movie performed and delivered the expectations. So the part that's on the fan is A and B, what you wanted going in and to what extent you wanted those things. A lot of people had a lot of things they wanted when they went in, but the people for whom the extent that they wanted wasn't all that high. Like I wanted to see Boba Fett. It doesn't bother me that I didn't see Boba Fett. So the extent to which I wanted to see Boba Fett wasn't really that high. Therefore, it didn't really bother me that the film didn't deliver Boba Fett. There were other things I wanted. I wanted to see an explanation of Snoke. So that's A, that's what I wanted. B, for me, I wanted it bad. I wanted it a lot. And then C, the movie didn't deliver it. So the more specific A is, the more specific the things you want, and the greater extent to which you want them, the, the greater B is, it's going to make it less likely for C to happen. And I think that's where a lot of people ran into trouble. They had a lot of things they wanted. They wanted them really badly. And there was no way that the film was going to deliver. Lucasfilm was in a lose-lose situation here. And here's the bad part. This is going to continue. This is going to continue. We are going to see it in episode nine, no matter what happens. It's not a J.J. Abrams thing. It's not a Kathleen Kennedy thing. It's not a Disney owning Lucasfilm thing. It happened with the prequels. It happened with George Lucas directing. People walked, think about it. You had things you wanted to see, and then you had an extent to which you wanted to see them. And then you looked at the results. Did the movie deliver those things or not? We're going to see that again with future Star Wars films. Now, looking back at Rogue One, generally the reception for Rogue One was pretty good, but people didn't have a lot of very specific things. The A part of that group was pretty low. The things people wanted to see, people didn't really know what they wanted to see. And therefore, B was pretty low, the extent to which they wanted those few things. And then what the movie delivered, well, the movie delivered lots of things, and so there weren't these expectations that weren't getting met. And so Rogue One was generally very well accepted. In fact, a lot of people consider Rogue One to be one of the better Star Wars films overall. So the correlation that I found between the people who like The Last Jedi versus the people who don't like Last Jedi are the same correlations between the people I found that liked the prequels and didn't like the prequels. And that is, there was a lot of things they wanted and they wanted them badly and the movie didn't deliver. But the people who went in with less of a laundry list of things that they wanted or that the handful of things, you know, they were like, I have to, I, you know what? I have someone, a friend of mine or a former friend, we, we kind of lost touch, uh, someone I used to work with before The Force Awakens came out. He swore up and down he was not going to see the, the new Star Wars movies. And I said, why not? You're a big Star Wars fan. And he said, either they're going to do Thrawn or I'm not going to go see him. 
period. That's it. If it's not going to be the Thrawn trilogy, I'm done with Star Wars. Now, we lost contact. Uh, I moved out of the area just before The Force Awakens came out, so I don't know if he actually went to see it or not. But he had very specific things he wanted to see, and the extent to which he wanted to see them was off the chart. So there was no way the movie was going to succeed for him. It was absolutely a loss from before the opening crawl rolled. I mean, it was just not going to happen. And most people, I think, don't have their expectations set to that extent. But the success of the movie is how the movie performs, what it delivers, minus what you went in with. It's like Luke going into the cave on Dagobah. Whatever you bring in the cave with you, that's what's there in the cave. So the one thing that the two groups have in common is that they're both passionate about Star Wars. And I can, I can accept that. I think that's great. But I think that people need to kind of step back a little bit and rein it in and, and look at what it is about themselves that make them either worship everything that comes out of Lucasfilm, which I don't think is the right approach, or hate everything that doesn't match the, the fan fiction that's in their head. And I don't mean fan fiction as an insult here. Everybody has... Uh, you know, their minds wander and, and they, they fantasize about different stories taking place in the Star Wars universe. I do that, too. So, again, I, I use that as, a, as just a generic term there. But people have to keep in mind that when they do that, that's not what's going to show up on the screen. The people who make the Star Wars films, they make those stories. You can add side stories in your head all you want, but... I think that there's become kind of a competition where certain fans are starting to decide where things should go down the road in their heads. And they see Lucasfilm as failing to deliver that, that image that they have in, in their heads of the future. They haven't been told what the future of Star Wars is yet. I'm, I'm sorry, you're not Lucasfilm. You don't own the property. You're not George Lucas either, if you want to go back to the whole Disney's now ruining your adulthood thing. You're not George Lucas either. You are not the creator of these stories. You are the consumer of these stories. I, I think that people are maybe being overprotective. They love Star Wars so much, they're trying to protect how it appears in, in their minds and in their hearts. But any new Star Wars we get, any New Star Wars is not going to match that. So people reject what doesn't fit their perspective. And, and we do that naturally as human beings. We do that in a lot of ways in life. But rather than update their perspective of Star Wars, they rigidly insist that the new stuff is heresy and, and it's a violation of all that they hold dear. And, and that's, I think that's got to stop. And then on the flip side are the people who are so caught up in the love affair that they can't look at anything objectively and they can't realize that there are legitimate complaints about the film. And those who don't like it are justified in not liking it. Listen, The Last Jedi's got, it's got problems. And I found that I had less of an issue with a lot of these problems on repeated viewings, but there are still some things that, that kind of stand out. And uh, I'm not going to pretend they're not there. Doesn't mean I didn't like the movie. But uh, the people who don't like the movie, they have every right to not like the movie. I I'm talking to the other side of the fandom now, the, the ones that are, are uh, I guess, of the opinion that you're not a true Star Wars fan if you have any issues with the film. 
Well, no, that that's ridiculous. We need to be able to look at things objectively. We have brains. Let's use them. Okay. There's nothing wrong with thinking about star Wars instead of just mindly consuming it and like sheep. And you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with analyzing it. There's nothing wrong at looking at some of the details and finding maybe things don't match up, but you have to then accept that that's the case with all film, with all stories, books, TV shows, whatever it is, it happens all over the place because the creators aren't perfect. So again, at least both sides have this, uh, this thing in common, this passion for Star Wars. But I think both sides also have another thing in common, and that's an obsession that's clouding their perspectives and causing them to reject any outside opinions right out of hand without any consideration. So I think we have the pendulum swinging in two different directions here, and I'd like to see it settle somewhere in the middle someday. But I guess I just wanted to address this rift that seems to be going on in the fan community. It, it's, you know, it's sad because the Star Wars fan community is one of the most accepting fan communities out there. And, and it's an inclusive community. And to see of all of the things that people could be bickering about, bickering about this sort of thing is ridiculous. You know, petitions to, to have the movie not count as canon what are you just, oh, and a petition to have the movie redone by someone else? Are you, are you just going to have them keep going over and over and over again until they hit the version that you like? Because you know what? If you get 10,000 people to sign that petition, let's say Lucasfilm did it. Let's say Lucasfilm said, you know what? We're going to remake the movie. And then another one came out and said, no, we don't like that one either. Try again. And they kept going until they found one that you liked. The other 9,999 people on the petition are going to sign another petition saying it still needs to be redone. Your vision is not the vision of the person sitting next to you. And even if you share certain aspects of that vision, there are going to be areas where it differs. We don't create Star Wars. We consume Star Wars. And we don't have to like everything about it, but there's so much to like in The Last Jedi. And there's so much to like in The Force Awakens. And the stuff you like about the older films that you don't like in the newer ones, you can still go back and watch the older films too. I'm I'm going to stop ranting. This, this is why I normally script things out so I can stay on topic. I feel like I'm kind of going off the rails here a little bit, I guess. Um, you know, in our Slack community, we've had a lot of discussions about it. And I'm I'm very grateful that even though there are some very strong opinions and some very different opinions that people have from one another, that people have been very civil in our Slack community. We've had some incredibly interesting discussions. We've had some incredibly insightful discussions. We've had some passioned discussions. And uh, it's fun. You know, it's above all else, it's exciting to me that The Last Jedi has so much to talk about. And I really appreciate that in The Last Jedi over The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens was new and there was a lot of, wow, what'd you think about how they did that? Whereas The Last Jedi, there's more depth there. there are some some more interesting character studies, I think, in, in The Last Jedi than there were in The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens was the introduction, and so there wasn't a lot of meat there quite yet. And now we're getting into the meat, and I'm really excited about that. So you know what? If you only saw The Last Jedi one time so far, I recommend you see it a second time. I have not talked to a single person, not one. No, I take that back. There's one person who liked it the first time and said their opinion didn't change the second time. 
of everyone I've spoken to, there's been exactly one person who did not say that they liked it better the second time around. Otherwise, everybody has liked it better the second time around and has had less issue with certain details that they, they really got stuck on the first time, including myself. Then the second viewing, they're like, oh, well, yeah, I, I guess I can kind of see where that makes sense now. So I'd recommend you, you give it another shot. And I'd recommend that, you know, just think about how you're reacting when you're in discussions online, especially in social media with other people. Don't fuel the hate. Don't feed the trolls. Find points of community. And by that, I mean community, togetherness. Find points where you can bring people together and unite them. We have way too much dividing us these days. We don't need more of that. That's the nice thing about Star Wars is, is you meet people from all walks of life, different countries. It's amazing to go to a Star Wars celebration convention and just walk around and meet people. And you can pick any stranger out of the crowd and either they share your love for Star Wars or they were dragged there by a family member and they don't understand why there's no booths with the pointy eared guy that does the weird finger thing and live long and prosper. I mean, you know, you get the, uh, the people that got dragged there every now and then it, it's super, super rare, I think, but there's so much to bring us together here. Let's not have something silly, like whether we like the movie tear us apart, except the people who didn't like the movie. If you didn't like the movie, except the people who do both opinions are valid. All right, so there are some other things I want to say on this uh, in future episodes, but I really do also want to get on to actually looking at the content. I, I've got some uh, some different groups of episodes I'm going to do on on the different themes in the movie and and how the force works and uh, the characters and different moments within the plot, even uh, some stuff looking ahead to episode nine based on what we saw in episode eight. So uh, I just wanted to get this one out of the way. Like I said, I apologize again for the rambling. This episode is a little bit longer. I just, I had a hard time scripting this one because there were so many different directions I went. I, I was trying to go in and it just didn't work out while I was typing it. But that is going to do it for this episode of Aren't You a Little Short for a Podcast. This is kind of a controversial topic, but I'd like to know what you guys think. I want your feedback on it. So Send us your feedback a little short at randomchatter.com. Let me know what you think about this whole thing. Have you been bombarded with a lot of hate? Have you not had any of that? Um, I can tell you there was a point at which I kind of stopped talking about episode eight. I, I just, I couldn't handle the, the, the constant conflict about it. It was taking something that I really enjoyed and it was, it was making it kind of a point of contention and heartache. And, and I'm curious if there's anybody else out there who had something similar happen to them. But let me know either way. And also don't forget to check out Echo Base, our full-length uh, Star Wars discussion show, which you can find over at randomchatter.com along with all of our other podcasts. So check that out. We've got a lot of stuff to bring you in 2018. Happy New Year. And until next time, take care. <laughs>